Hello, and welcome to the Future Designs podcast, recorded in its Edenbridge factory. My name is Grant Gibson, and in this episode, I'll be talking to two of the key figures in the company's success. Anushka Nemchand is Future's Head of Design. We'll be chatting about her 20-year career at one of the UK's leading lighting manufacturers, how technology has changed the face of lighting design, and her studio's relationship to the adjacent factory. Subsequently, I'll be getting down to brass tacks with operations director Paul Node to discover how Futures production has changed over the past decade, the importance of just-in-time manufacturing, and how the factory was transformed by the LED revolution. Hello, Anushka. Thank you very much for doing this. Hi, Grant. How are you? I'm all right. Thanks very much. Um, Shall we kick off by talking a little bit about your background? Um, I'm keen to know when your interest in design first started. Started at a really early age. I've always been interested in design and art, uh, drawing. I think all kids always start off with drawing. So it started from there. Then through school, it just developed. So I enjoyed it through CDT, so craft design technology, Mm. uh, fine art lessons, uh, that sort of thing. And then just sort of progressed into sort of niching out into product design, um, furniture design and interiors. When did you decide you wanted to do product design? Um, Probably sort of choosing university courses. So it was kind of like looking at career paths, what would be beneficial to me, what I enjoyed. Um, So I always had an interest in product and sort of making things and designing things. And it just seemed relevant to go in that that aspect. So I chose a degree in three-dimensional design. Where did you do that? I did it at De Montfort University oh, yeah. in Leicester. Yeah. Were your parents supportive? Yeah, they were. It was, it was, it was a bit of a funny thing because they, I wanted to do more arty sort of things, but they were like gearing me in the design thing. And mm. I'm sort of glad they did. So benefited me in that way. And can we talk about your relationship with Future Designs? How did you end up working here? Uh, so I graduated uh, in the late 90s and um, saw an advert for, uh, they wanted a CAD operator basically and it was, came in and met everyone and realised that actually they're a lighting design company after doing a bit of research and thought this is definitely the one for me, I need to get a job here. Because it's quite a niche I mean, it's a complicated business, lighting design. Yeah. Was it an area you always wanted to get into? Yeah, through my degree, we did a module in lighting. And um, I just liked the natural sort of focus of light, how it moves, how it creates shadows, how you can emphasise things or de-emphasise things with light. And I thought it's just a nice sort of form to work with. Um, It's very technical as well, which at that stage I hadn't realised, but now it's... Definitely where I wanted to be. So when you first came here, was there a design team? What was the structure of the company like back in yeah, those Yeah, we days? were quite small. So um, it's just starting out. So I've been here near on 20 years. So it's um, we're a good little group of designers and uh, we just sort of worked together very closely. And How many people our... do you have in the studio? So now uh, we're up to 12. Oh, really? Wow. So, yeah. And where have they come from? What skills? Oh. They all have different skills? Yeah, quite a multicultural team, actually. We come from all those places around the world. Um, we um, have a broad skill base. We don't just do product and lighting scheme design. We do everything from the graphics to brochures, catalogues, everything you can imagine. So a huge skill set. Um, some are more technically minded. Some are more design flair. It, yeah, I'm just really pleased with them. They're a great bunch, you know, get on well. Love their job, so yeah, happy days. And when you first came to Future, did you still think you'd be here 20 years later? No. <laughs> I don't know if anyone has that thing no. where they start in a job, they'll think they'll be there for well, forever almost. Um, 
I, I just uh, was glad to be given the opportunity. Um, to, and the team here are great. A lot of the people here have been here f- for quite some time as well. Well, this is quite interesting. It's something I wanted to pick up on. I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued. Why do you think that is? I think it's because we've, in a way, just sort of grown up <laughs> together here. So we know the business well. Um, we have great uh, sort of direction from our, our managing director, David Clements, who gears us all. Um, we have a great bond because we've worked together for so long. But we also enjoy working together. And I think that's really important. I think if you get a company where you can enjoy your time here because you do spend most of your time at work, then stay, develop, learn, grow. 20 years in the lighting industry, you must have seen a lot of changes. I mean, LEDs coming in the last, well, under a decade, I guess. What, what, what changes, what difference has these changes of technology made? Before, when it was fluorescent, it was quite simple in a way. It, the lighting industry was very much into louvered design, so it was very straightforward. It's Cat 2 and that's all you needed. Yeah, hang on, t- talk us through that. For the, <laughs> so, non, for the non-lighting <laughs> yeah, experts among yeah. the... Louvered designs and Cat 2, let's, so let's, let's de- debust like, some terms. Yeah, so in the old days, you would have, um, if you can imagine your old offices or looking up, is a metal sort of grid system within a light uh, fitting, and that would control the light. It was very basic, um, but now what we have is a lot more influence about the way people work, how people work, the conditions they work in. So lighting is taking a, a massive leap into the wellness uh, scenario. So that well, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, how does that affect the job that you do? I wonder. It does. It's um, it makes lighting design more person-centered. So rather than just doing a blanket lighting calculation you're now looking at different aspects of the of the space how people move around how they work where do you want to guide them um what kind of uh jobs they're doing so if they're doing more heavier tasks than say another group of people perhaps you put a bit more lighting in that space so it's it's more like understanding what the space is used for rather than just blanket lighting and the company talks quite a lot on its website and its publicity about the importance of circadian rhythms and that yeah. kind of thing. Is this something that impacts on what you do in Ushka? Yeah, so we're looking a lot into the wellness. We've got a sleep expert who we work with. Um, we're interested in how light affects how we work, how we live. And using tunable white, that helps with uh, sort of understanding these Let's, let's, let's talk through that again. Tunable, tunable, tunable white. So what, tunable, what is that? So that allows us uh, using some technology within light fittings, which you wouldn't probably be able to do as well with fluorescent, but with LED is great. You can, you can sort of make light uh, go from different colours of the spectrum. So you go from cool white to warm white. So you can gear it to what you want in the day. So in a basic way, if you wanted to boost your activity maybe make it a bit cooler if you wanted to like calm down a bit evenings you make your light warmer so you're like at home so the the, the, the notion of this is that it increases productivity yeah in some ways it's uh, it's still like in its early stages of like research but that's the idea Mm. so Mm. i think for places like who have factories that do night shifts that's very important for them what's the importance of research and development to future research and development is extremely important it guides our product range. It helps us develop new products. It um, irons out any creases that we may have within designs. Um, using our 3D printer, but also VR, where we can 
sort of look at our product in a room without actually having to make it enables us to sort of redevelop, fin- add some finesse to the products and create a new range. So do you have that facility here? You, you, yes. you wear the goggles and, yeah, and yeah, at, at your desk? Or how does that yeah, work? Yeah, we can wear them at our desk, right. yeah. Yeah, it's quite amusing watching people do it. But yeah, we do we do use that. And can you give me a case example of, of how it changed what you might have otherwise have done? Um, yeah, I mean, just enabling, especially with suspended things, so you can just see how sleek they can look within a room. It's been a great tool also for our team sort of showing clients how a fitting will look without actually having to physically go to a site. So we can almost take it to their office and say, here you go, and do a walk around through an actual physical building, which uh, I think is taken off really well. I mean, in terms of the making, I think that's really an intriguing aspect of, of what you do. Presumably the tools at your disposal within the factory have changed in the two decades that yeah. you've been doing this, right? How have they changed? Just new technologies. So we have better machinery that folds um, the products quicker. We have, um, they're much faster at producing products, which really helps with getting prices down, getting products out quicker. Um, We work very closely with our manufacturing. We've got our assembly here on site in our our headquarters, which is great because it means that we can go see our products, handle them, see how they look, how they work, build them ourselves before they even go out for mass production. And you have 3D printers and the like yes, here nowadays? And how has that changed that's, what you That's do? been one of the best investments in the last couple of years. Um, we invested in our 3D printer and it's just great for first-time development. So rather than having to schedule in time to make uh, a product, we can actually just build it here out of our 3D printer. We can feel it, touch it, see how it works. Can you get hands in to manoeuvre control gear around? It's just, it's brilliant. It's just help it speeds up the design process it also helps with problem solving so if a client comes to us with an issue we can say oh right we can probably solve this and we can print something take it to site within a couple of days or even less and do you have strong relationships with the people in the factory do they feed back to you does that affect the kind of work that you do until you get a a physical sample of something you don't really know how it's gonna really work and when we get our samples in, we work with our production team, we work with the guys who build the fitting and say, right, let's have a look at this. How does it work? What can we improve? If we can reduce any amount of material or if we can just make life easier all round, then we'll readjust the design. Because in the end, it's we, we want to work together. We want to create something that's fit for purpose, that looks good and performs well. Brilliant. Anushka, thank you so much. Thank you, Grant. So, Paul, tell me a bit about being an operations director at Future Designs. What does that job entail? Um, my responsibilities are for sort of overarching of all departments. So I look after the design department, the uh, projects department, which do all of the quotes, um, as well as production, stores, logistics um, and aftercare. So it's quite a comprehensive job, which is... Uh, fairly demanding on my time as well but I managed to do it because I've got a very good team of line managers uh, who report to me are very skilled uh, and very knowledgeable so can we talk a bit about your background yep um, kind of where did you come from and how did you end up at future so uh, when I left school I went into lighting 
So I was a, an apprentice. I trained as a coppersmith. Okay. Sort of making um, Victorian street lighting, which was... Who for? Uh, for a company called Sug Lighting, which were a 150-year-old business. So I've worked from the tools sort of up through to management. But the beauty I had was it was quite a diverse company. So I learned all about sheet metal, uh, machining, painting, welding, casting, quite a diverse range of manufacturing skills. Uh, over, a, I was, In fact, I was with them for 25 years. Wow. And then one day out of the blue, David rang me and offered me a job. I came for the interview and uh, I thought if I didn't leave the old company, I would never leave. So I, I, I sort of joined uh, Future Designs in 2007. So was it really out of the blue? Or had you, you two had met before, presumably? Or he must have known of your reputation? He, he knew of me through one of the other directors that, that worked here. So it was, quite, it was quite nice, actually. It was a big confidence boost. And how has the role changed since you arrived? I joined as the factory manager. Um, and I put in a lot of process, a lot of structure, um, systems as well. So the early MRP system. Oh, MRP, what is that? Uh, material resource planning. So basically a computer system uh, which looks after stock, a uh, bill of materials. It's basically the brains of the business. Uh, so one of my early tasks was to, to... They were talking about a system, but they'd never really switched it on. Mm. So I was very keen to, to turn it on. So can you paint us a picture of what the manufacturing setup was like when you arrived and where we're at now? Oh, it's a huge, huge difference. Um, but, I mean, we've got to remember back then we were doing sort of PL and T5 old traditional light fittings, quite a small range of products. Nowadays, 99% of what we make is LED. And if, we, uh, if, if you're able to look at our new catalogue, the, the range is immense. We're also now shipping worldwide. We've got offices over in Dubai, very big in Europe as well. We now work 24 hours a day, two shifts, uh, it's a very uh, busy company compared to what it was. When I started, we probably had 18 people on the assembly line. That's now double. Mm. And what do you put that success down to? I could say myself. But <laughs> <laughs> you can edit that out. <laughs> but I won't. Um, no, I, I think what it is, it, it's brand development, really. I think what the whole business does... Uh, from the sales team, our marketing department, design, the image and the whole brand over the last 11 years since I've been here sort of just keep hammering the name home is paying dividends now, uh, you know, and people will buy lights from future designs now where we're specified by the clients uh, to come and get the light fittings from us, which is great. One of the things I noticed having toured the factory, is you don't seem to have much in store. No. How does that work? Every single thing we make, we're a projects-based company. Uh, we offer just-in-time manufacture. Um, I run a very tight ship here. So all of the metalwork, all of the component parts arrive in this factory um, two days, two or three days prior to them leaving. 
So day and night shift, we'll, we'll work on the materials that are received, turn them around, do the electrical assembly, testing, quality inspection, packing and shipping straight out. We also have a storage facility nearby as well. So any finished goods, while the customers are waiting to take them, are, are just stored there. And when you arrived, was the just-in-time policy in place? That's a wry smile you have on your face there. Paul. I was going to say, just too late. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it was a slightly different uh, sort of setup then. Uh, I mean, we're luckily as well to have had the factory extension built last year, a uh, big warehouse at the end of the assembly line where we store lots of materials. Um, you know, going back a few years, the, the, the physical appearance of the factory was quite different then. Um, because of the way that we moved products around and we stored products and the disciplines over material receipt. So, again, it comes back to running a very slick, tight ship, really. And tell me a bit about how the technology changes that have happened in the lighting industry have affected what you do. Or have they? Well, LED has been massive Mm. for us, really. Um, And it was pretty much a change over a period of six months, where we were making T5 and PL fittings, as soon as LED technology was was launched, the customer base that we deal with wanted to, to buy LED. And I, I think that they realised that the payback on buying new light fittings and the energy saving that they would have from buying LED products would pretty much pay for themselves. So... I would say around 2008, 2009, we made that sort of dramatic switch to LED, which has proved really successful for us. In addition to that, what we've also done is Future Designs is great at doing retrofit. So previous light fittings we supplied years ago, we've now got the same customers coming back to say, use the base of the light fitting, but we want LED technology put inside. So we would take out the old inners, the T5, the POL, and and install brand new LED components. Very successful. We've done, well, tens of thousands of products like that over the last few years. I mean, from your perspective, that change to LED must have been quite traumatic? Not really, no. I mean, the actual manufacturing processes of sort of the sheet metal the painting, the welding, doesn't really change. The fabrication side of, of light fitting construction doesn't really change. It's only really the electrical assembly um, and introducing sort of a new sort of training regime and skill set and developing the, the, the people on the shop floor to understand LED technology. It did take a little while, but... Obviously, there's lots of technical people here who supported us through that change, but now it's just second nature. And from your perspective, I mean, where do you see the lighting industry going and where where do you see future going? New technology is coming along all the time. There's talk now about tunable light fittings, which map the sun. They they would slowly change colour throughout the day from more of a yellowy white to to a white light. The so benefit of that being? It's um, supposed to make you feel better. So if, if you're working in a more brighter white light, it's supposed to make you more productive. So that's 
new technology now, which we're starting to look at. But LED really is, is there's all about efficiencies as well. So LED components are being made more efficient. So I, I sort of see the industry going like that, really. That's brilliant, Paul. That's all we have time for. Okay. Paul Node, thank you very much. Nice to meet you. Thank you.